This that I am going to share with you is based in so many people that I see that are bound being Christians. You say, well, I'm a Christian. Can I be bound? Of course, you, you are bound. You know you are to different things. Anything that will not allow you to advance, you are bound. So check yourself. Be sincere. What is that that do not allow you to advance? What is that that uh, instead of advancing, you are going back and that uh, are that is making you get close to the doors of depression. There are people that are constantly living in some type of uh, dissolution, frustrations, because of certain things in their lives that they cannot win. Now, there could be other things that you can win, being a Christian, but there's something specifically that you have not been able to win. And you know, when you don't win, and you don't win, and you don't win, then you create, as, uh, what I would say, an attitude of being a loser. Because that knot is tightened. Either you loosen the knot, or you tighten the knot. You see, the status quo doesn't exist. Nothing is going to stay like you think you are. You are right now in whatever you may be, you're not going to stay there. You may be a while, but you will see. You may either regress or progress, but you will never stay the way you are. Some people say, well, I'm okay here. I'm fine. I'm fine. No, you are not. Because there are other things that God has for you that you will not be able to enter if you continue to say that you are fine where you're at. Remember the power you have in your mouth. What are you declaring over your life? What are you saying? There are so many things I can go through. But I, uh, I want to concentrate now on just in this. Because the more I talk about this, many ramifications come, out of my, come in my mind and my spirit that I want to speak. But I won't be able to make it. I, uh, I won't have enough hours to say everything I have. But it's Isaiah... Chapter 10, verse 27, it says, And it shall come to pass that in that day, you know what that day is? This day is that day. So you see, it's how you enter in the study of the scriptures. What is it that you, uh, how do you see things? When you see that day, these are difficult days right now. So this, I, that day is this day. And it shall come to pass that in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder. So there's got to be a burden in your shoulder that God wants to take out, want to take away. He cannot take a burden from your shoulder if you ain't got one. But well, there's going to come a day, which is this day, that God wants to take that burden of your shoulder. You see, I don't know what that burden is that you may have. It's not from God. Because Jesus clearly said in Matthew 11, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Therefore, if your yoke is not easy and your burden is not light, that's not God. You see, you got to make your balance. Because if it's God, you, you, are, you, you embrace it. But if it ain't God, you better do something. 
You better do something because if you don't loosen that knot, it's going to get tighter. It's going to get tighter. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder. And his yoke from thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Wow. Now, you know what a yoke is? Have you seen the, the oxen? How they put the yoke? And they, pull, they, they, they push the cart, you know? That is uh, synonymous of slavery. If you have a yoke, that means that you are bound. There's no freedom, no liberty. You are bound, and you just cannot make it. It's heavy on you, and you have to continue in the road that the guy driving the car is taking you, and that guy is called Satan because he's the one that gave you the yoke because he's a heavy yoke. So I don't know what it may be. I don't know what your yoke may be. Could it be that you've been a Christian, you are an alcoholic, and you're trying your best and you cannot get free from it? Perhaps that drugs. Perhaps your yoke that you being a Christian want to get rid of is pornography. Hmm. Don't go now to the bathroom or anything because people are going to think it's you. This is the guy. <laughs> this is not a time to get up and go nowhere. <laughs> You're laughing. Yeah. Watch it. It's okay. It's cool. Now, so this is interesting because God wants you to get rid of that yoke, whatever it may be. Maybe it's a marriage situation. Maybe fornication. Maybe you're an, an adulterer. There's nothing you can do. But every time you have a chance, you know, le pega los cuernos a tu mujer. You know what I'm saying? You, you do something to go to bed with a woman that is not yours. That is not your wife. Or maybe you have a chance to go with a man that is not your husband. Many years ago, that you would never say that. But nowadays, it's the same thing. Women and men are in the same level, being blessed the same manner, are being cursed the same way. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, it says... That the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The anointing is like also called the unction. Come from God in order to do what God wants it to be done. But the one that activates the anointing that will break the yoke. And let me tell you something. It's interesting because it says here they break the yoke. And it's true. The anointing will break the yoke. But in the Hebrew... Uh, it's more specific, the word break. And, uh, and sometimes in English, I speak both languages, so sometimes in English it's clearer, and sometimes in Spanish is clearer. In this case, Spanish is closer to the Hebrew uh, uh, translation because it says, 
that the yoke will be not destroyed, will be spoiled. We will be destroyed. It's the same thing, but it's not the same. You can destroy something by breaking it, but if you break it, you can put it together with screws or with, with whatever. But if you spoil it, a spoiled wood cannot be put together. I mean, you get a bro, you just put a finger through the, I mean, it gets spoiled. You follow one? Say something, man. Remember here? Say yes, say get out, say something. Yeah, gracias, muchas gracias. So, what I mean to say that if we get the yoke away from you, it will never be able to be returned because it can never be put together that which is taken by God. You hear? So it's a point not just that God is going to break it temporarily. If he gets it out, he'll get it out forever. He gets it out forever. You hear? Because the anointing will spoil the yoke. Now, what, which one is your yoke? You know what it is. And why so, uh, there are so many people that come to see me with situations of this being Christians, loving the Lord, and being blessed in some other areas, but there is a main area that cannot advance, an area that they've been fighting, and only they know, God knows, and the one that gave him the yoke, Satan knows. Nobody else knows but you. Your battle and how much you try and how much you want to get rid of. But your faith is the activator of the anointing, is the anointing that breaks the yoke. The anointing is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Okay? A manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Now, the, the projection of breaking the yoke is not just breaking the yoke. It's that God wants you to advance. And he, wants, he knows that after the yoke is broken or spoiled, uh, favor going to be bestowed you. You are going to be Dressed with favor. And favor will activate certain virtues that you already have in your spirit. If you know the Lord. How many here knows the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? But you see, you have virtues that you don't even know you've got. The more you study the Bible, it's not so much to know. Even though, yes, we know. We go, we go into the Bible to try to find out what God is and what, what God wants. But the main thing here is... What God wants you to know about you. Because you're going to have to see yourself like God sees yourself. If you don't get to see yourself or act like God wants you to act, you will never will fulfill all that God has for you. And you will never achieve all that God has for you. Because those virtues that are within you, you know, okay, Jesus Christ is your Lord and, and he's your redeemer. He is God. Jesus, say, Jesus Christ is God. Say it. Say it again. Jesus Christ is God. If you receive Jesus, you receive God. If you receive God, that's why Colossians chapter 3 says that you are complete in him. 
The first time I read that, I said, what do you mean completing him? I got a bunch of mistakes that I do. Huh? He said, I'm not talking about you physically. I'm talking internally. I live. The Lord spoke to me said, I live in you. You are perfect within you. But I am a spirit. I am not this. This is the, the space suit that someday I will leave behind. I will come out of it. But you see, what I have inside will come to an exterior. I will start changing my actions and my attitudes, etc., etc., etc. But that is a process. And those virtues are going to come out. Favor will activate the virtues in you. Favors will open doors for you that no one will be able to shut. You will be able to accomplish and to reach out areas that you have never even thought you could. They will present yourself. All of a sudden, you gotta be, but you got to be careful with your mouth. Your mouth will direct your future. You know what I mean? No, you don't know what I mean. Good. Now, <laughs> your mouth will direct your future. Proverbs 18.21 says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Are you seeing that? That means that you have the authority over your own self to direct your steps. But there are some things now, how do I handle, how do I break this yoke that is really driving me crazy? I don't know what to do. I have prayed about it. I have done this. I have done that. Then we have to understand that God, are you following everything I'm saying? You know why I'm saying all this? Because I want you to see how God acts. You are the voice of God on this earth. Since you are the voice of God in this earth, you are. You are. That's why Matthew 18, 18, Jesus Christ himself said, anything that you loosen on earth will be loosened in heaven. Huh? Why? Because you have the authority to lose and to tie down. You have the authority with your mouth to do great things for you on this earth. It's a process, but you must continue because faith is a continuation of believing. It's not just that I believe now. It's that I believe now and tomorrow if that which I believe has not appeared, I will continue to believe. What about if the day after? If the day after it doesn't come out, what I believe, I will continue believing. But I will continue. Believing is not just a one-shot thing. If I believe in God and I believe God said so, I'm going to believe it constantly. And that constant, God is constantly constant. Are you following that? He is constantly constant. That means, why? Because he wants you to realize what he is, that you may imitate him. Ephesians 5.1 says, 
be imitators of God or followers of God. Some uh, translation says, but fine, followers of God. A follower is an imitator. You follow me, you imitate me. You have to imitate God. Not making a sun or making a stars in your way of living on this earth. Father, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Ah, may your will be done as it is in heaven. Will be on earth? How is it going to be on earth? Well, because you are here. And you are going to exercise the authority he's given you that whatever is in heaven will take place on earth. And it's going to take place on your territory. You know you have a territory? Your family, your health, your life, your business. You have a territory that God has entrusted you for you to govern. Am I blowing the mind of some of you? You look at me. Okay? Listen. Concentrate because this is your life. There are things that I've been teaching lately. Because the emergency of the days we're living in, there's already a persecution of the church. It will be a greater persecution of the church. And you've got to know, not just believe in Christ, you've got to know how to stand believing in Christ. And what to do, and what to say, and what to move, and what to declare, what to loosen. So, this is an area that is important because it is impossible to fail if favor is upon your life. It is, listen to me now. If favor is activated on your life, upon your life, then it's impossible for you to fail. The point is now, look what I said. If favor is activated upon your life, then failure is impossible. But that means that favor has got to be activated. How do you activate favor? Because you have to activate the anointing that will activate the favor. Uh, that projection of the Holy Ghost. Remember, the Holy Ghost is in this, is in charge of this time on earth. In charge of the church. In charge of the, this period of grace. But you have to do something. You have to start realizing how to activate the favor. You, listen now, favor cannot be activated unless... The yoke is spoiled. If the yoke is not spoiled, in that area, favor cannot be activated. How can God bless your, your road and be sure that his blessings which favor will activate the virtues in you 
if you are still in adultery? How can God really bless you? Because all the things that you're seeing around you that are being failing you is because favor is not there. But why favor is not there if you love God and you receive Jesus? Ah, but the yoke has not been broken. The yoke is still there. You're still watching pornography constantly. You're still fornicating. Well, but I'm, I'm going to bed with him. We're going to be married anyway. You are a fornicator, lady. You have to accept the truth. It's tough and rough. But that's the truth. You want to be blessed? You see, when you stop fornication, when that yoke is broken, then favor will come, and then either that person or whomever will appear that you want to get married, you want to have your life, and you want to be a blessing. But you will never have a blessing as long as you are an easy one, just thinking that he's, this may be the one. It's tough and rough, right? It's okay. You say, I come, you're not that much, so. I come once in a while. So, <laughs> as I come, I hit, and I go. But this is important for me to tell you. The yoke must be broken in order for you to be able to enter the blessings of the Lord. There could not be a blessing if a curse is predominant. The broken or the breaking of the yoke and the favor, both are activated by the anointing. But the anointing is activated by faith. You believing that it's going to happen. You see? When you're in the middle of your sin, when you're in the middle of the situation that you cannot come out of, even though you, are, you may be fighting that, you got to say, I believe, I believe that the anointing will fall. I believe the anointing will fall, and this yoke is going to be broken totally and spoiled. Never will be placed again together. You got to believe it and declare it. Your mouth has the power. Listen. We come to a point now. Since you accept. This is no new doctrine. This is no new doctrine. God is just giving revelations of the doctrines that he already given. Do you realize that we, how many believe that God blesses? Raise your hand. How many, do, how many believe here that God can curse? A couple of you. Well, he curses. This is the thing. If we're the mouth of God, we got to bless what he blesses and curse what he curses. Or do you think that he really... When God blesses, that which he blesses will develop and will flourish. Do you think he'll bless and will develop and flourish pornography? Then he doesn't bless it. And if he doesn't bless it, 
and he wanted to be destroyed. That's what he called the yoke. That's the yoke. If, if whomever may be here or listen to me through the internet or, or in the future when they hear this message, he that is in pornography, he knows that God does not bless it. And if God does not bless it, that is a yoke that needs to be cursed. So it will be broken and spoiled. And who's going to do it? God? No, you. But as long as you think that God does not curse, you have a problem. Because you're not going to do it. No, God only blesses. God only blesses. God will always, even if he curses, his, the end of his desire is to bless. Always. So Sodom and Gomorrah, have you heard about that? He destroyed it totally. You mean he blessed him? The morality was so extreme and the sin was so great that God destroyed it totally. That's, he cursed it. He cursed it because he curses. Well, what was the, the end result of it was not to curse it, even though he did, and it was destroyed. But why did he do it? Do you know that he did it because of love? Not to them. They did it because of love because he wanted to save or protect the nations around Sodom and Gomorrah. And God didn't want the exportation of that immorality to other places. So in order to bless other places and protect them, he cursed Sodom and Gomorrah and destroyed it. Are you following me? How, there's several instances in the scriptures that the Israelites were going to have a confrontation with the Syrians and other groups. And they were outnumbered. And God confused the armies of the Syrians and they killed each other. Have you read that? God killed, they killed each other. And the Israelites didn't even have to withdraw the sword. Why? He cursed them in order to bless his people. Always that he curse is with the end result of a blessing. But he will curse. But the point is this. We know that he will bless and we, knowing that we are the, the, the mouth of God, we will bless things, but we forget to curse first sometimes. That's why you continue in pornography. That's why you continue going to bed with your boyfriend. That's why you continue and continue and continue being a drunk. Why? Because you're asking for blessing. No, you got you to gotta destroy the yoke. If the yoke is not destroyed, the doors for favor are not open. It's destruction and favor. Destruction of that which got you held. That have you in chains. 
that got you under your neck, over your neck, can let you move. No, this is the time to make war. And you make war, you want to win. And then favor will appear. And favor activates those virtues. That then you will see how it will flourish in different things in your life that you didn't even think that were connected. But in the spiritual world, everything is connected. Remember that everything is connected. So you're going to see flourishing certain things that didn't flourish just because you now control and you are governing pornography. You are governing the pornography and it's under your feet. That's an example. I don't know what your problem is. Maybe your problem is not that heavy. Not heavy for me that I'm talking about pornography, alcoholism, and drugs. But for you, it's heavy. And it's just because you are just full of complexes. You're a person over, super timid. And because you're timid, everybody takes, you know, advantage of you. So, yeah, I don't know why there's that, that you would like to break, and you know that you cannot advance unless that is broken. But let's start speaking to it. Bang! Because faith is the activator of the anointing. Faith activates the anointing. The anointing activates the breakage of the, of the, of the, of the, of the yoke, and the anointing activates the favor. Follow? So whatever, raise your hand towards heaven. And just close your eyes for a moment. Because I want you to see if there is, there may not be, but sometimes I say some of you, not most of you, needs their things. Some of you are not. But those of you that really know that there are things in your life that you would like them to come out and being destroyed. You're going to have to start now realizing it and you're going to start doing something. You're going to start doing something. Wow. Sometimes, you know what? This is crazy, what I'm going to tell you. But for some people, and that needs some advice, but uh, some people, the, the mother-in-law is the is the, <laughs> is the yoke. No, it, it sounds funny, but you know that it's a tremendous amount of uh, of divorces that are because of the mother-in-law. And it's not because the mother-in-law hates nobody. It's too much love. Love that cannot be managed correctly. Love that cannot be handled correctly has destroyed the marriage of her child. Why you say mother-in-law and not father-in-law? Well, if the father-in-law follows what the if the mother-in-law has a temper to control the their daughter of the son, her husband is just a, a toy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what I mean to say is, I don't know what is that that at the time has been a yoke. Whatever it may be, that you know that it's not from God and you don't know how to get rid of. Start speaking to it.
start speaking to it. You have power in your mouth. I'm going to finish with this. You got to go. Where's my glasses? Right here. Good. There in the, um, go to, uh, are you going to, are you there? Give me to uh, Isaiah 55, 11. Listen to what God says here. God himself. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. Now, this is the faith. The same faith that God has is the same faith you have. The Bible says that he has given us the measure of faith. It's his faith. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the things whereto I send it. That means that that's how God's faith works. And that is the measure of faith that he has given you. The same manner, through your mouth. Your words are the vehicle that will carry your faith to a specific point, And it will do what you want it to do. Remember, we're talking about what you want it to do. is based that you know what God wanted to be done. That's why he's going to uh, back you up in whatever it may be. He's going to back you up in whatever it may be because he believes you know his word. Okay, so he's not going to back you up if you are praying for, uh, you know, you. oh, I know, yeah. I cannot marry her because she's married to somebody else. God doesn't allow, but if he dies, I can marry her. You see? You cannot start praying for the guy to die. So you marry the guy. <laughs> what I mean to say, you got to know his heart, God's heart, in order to believe correctly accordingly and speak accordingly. If you want a job, you're in your company, and you say, okay, I want to be the, the, the head of this department. I know I can do it better than this guy. You're going to start praying. Say, but I'm a son of the child. I'm a child of the living God. God has promised me certain things and I'm being blessed. So I, right now, I pray that this guy will die, whatever, so I can get his. You cannot do that. What do you have to do? You got to pray for God, give him a better position. Because you have to walk in love. So you want his position. Pray that God give him a better position. So that will be open for you. So what I mean to say, our words are thrown out believing what God believes. But we have the responsibility of saying it and not waiting for God to say it because his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven based on us because we are the redeems of the Lord. 